Matt Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com. Good morning. It is Friday, February 10th. It is six minutes after 11 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So let's talk about Tulsa Gabbard, shall we? Uh, Real quick before we do that, because somebody did mention this in the YouTube chat. And don't forget, you can watch us on YouTube every day. Kendall and Casey on your YouTube uh, search bar there. Uh, The person said, uh, I'm surprised Rob hasn't mentioned Todd Rokita being in some hot water. (laughs) Oh, you just sit tight. We'll get to that in just a moment. (laughs) Hang with us for about 15 minutes. You thought I was going to let that one pass? <laughs> it's scheduled, trust us. Okay, so Tulsa Gabbard, she was blasting Hillary Clinton and also Mitt Romney, and this was happening during the first House Weaponization Subcommittee hearing. That's a lot to <laughs> it's say. A lot to say, isn't it? House Weaponization Subcommittee hearing. That happened yesterday. But she said that they were spreading baseless smear against her and accusing her of treason and of being groomed by the Russians during the 2020 primary elections. Now, Gabbard's a veteran. She's a former congresswoman. She's a former presidential candidate. And she was testifying on the big tech censorship and the importance of protecting the First Amendment during the hearing. All right, let's take a little listen to what old Tulsi had to say. We have individuals in our government often working through their arms in the mainstream media and big tech doing exactly what our founders rejected, trying to control what we the people are allowed to see and say under the guise of protecting us from so-called misinformation or disinformation. Now, of course, they appoint themselves as the sole authority and voice of truth, of information, backed by the most lethal force on earth with the power to target anyone they deem a threat. They alone are the ones, self-designated, who get to decide what is true and what is false, what is information and what is misinformation or disinformation. They say they're doing this for us, that they're doing this for our own good, to protect the people. But in reality, the truth is they think that we're too stupid to think for ourselves, too stupid to discern for ourselves and to draw our own conclusions. That is so perfect, and that is mm-hmm. our theme for the day, right, Casey? Mm-hmm. I know. It's what we've been saying all morning. I mean, whether it is the, the Indiana Republicans doing nothing for a year on property taxes, then putting forward a crap bill, then issuing a 65-page amendment to the bill, and then the guy in charge of the bill ultimately going, yeah, we'll just figure it out at the end of April, right before session's over, so you don't have time to, to bitch at us. Or it's the Brownsburg superintendent telling parents, yeah, you know, we kind of made a mistake with that DEI officer, didn't work out well, that's not coming back, and then it comes back but it's under a new name, but you got to actually read the paperwork really close to understand the job description. These people think you're stupid. These people think you're lazy. These people are apathet- think you're apathetic. And quite frankly, many of you are apathetic. Absolutely. And yeah. you are lazy when it comes to getting involved. You're not stupid. But if you're not going to the school board meetings, if you're not going to the state house, if you're not fighting these dudes on social media, if you're not letting them know at every single turn, we are on to you and we are not as stupid or as lazy or as apathetic as you think we are, they're going to keep doing it. Yeah. She went on to say that the threat that big tech monopolies pose to our democracy is real and serious. She said she's got personal experience about this and she was citing the Twitter files and she was critical of the FBI on a variety 
variety of things, not just what's going on on Twitter, but also the Bureau's role in the Russian investigation, also the raid on Donald Trump's place. And uh, by the way, Tulsi Gabbard, she's got a memoir coming out on October 10th. So she's making a lot of rounds, making a lot of noise, but, but... She's got a book coming out. She's making more noise than most Republicans are, though. It's true, but I think we have to be uh, transparent with everybody that uh, some sometimes people do this to benefit themselves. Sure, we've seen that. Sure, but 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 uh, but that's so a, you that, can that's decipher. Great, but that's a great point, Casey. The Republicans who are in office mm-hmm. should be doing it to benefit us because that's who they claim to want to have served, and that's a big problem that you just touched on, which is unless it benefits them, mm-hmm. these people are not going to lift a finger to do anything because that's why they are there. Look at even the people that are supposed to be, air quote, on our side. Marjorie Taylor Greene. Look at how little money I make. Look at what a sacrifice I had to make to, to be here. These people are all full of crap, and it's why I don't like almost any of them. Well, I just wanted our listeners to know that while she is making a lot of noise and for the most part has been very good, she does have a book coming out. So speaking, you speaking can decide of, for yourself. Speaking of full of crap, uh, we missed this <laughs> yesterday. Casey, we were playing some of that just bizarre bi- interview Biden had with PBS. Yeah, he sat down with Judy Woodruff, and it was uh, it was pretty much a softball interview the entire thing. But he can't even handle the softball. Like he comes off weird and awkward and delusional and old and bumbling and incoherent. Mm-hmm. Even in the softball interviews, this is a little gem we missed yesterday. You said just possessing classified documents is, you said totally irresponsible. So. What was totally irresponsible about the fact that you had some? What they've informed me not to speak to this issue to any way try to prejudice the investigation that's going on. <laughs> or incriminate myself. That's think, another way of looking at that. Think about that. The president of the United States went mm-hmm. on national television mm-hmm. and said all sorts of horrific things about Trump because of his documents. Mm-hmm. And then he has documents in way more places going back apparently to 1974. Mm-hmm. So those are documents he certainly should not have had based on the fact that he was a U.S. senator and not vice president. And he gets asked, hey, what's the difference between you and him? Uh, I've been told not to answer that. <laughs> <laughs> he said that some of them are stray papers. Yes, sure. They're just stray. Yeah. They, they followed him home like <laughs> a dog. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Speaking of people who are full of crap, uh, when we come back, can we talk about Todd Rokita? Of course. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Tonight there's gonna be a jailbreak somewhere in this town. 16 minutes after 11, it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC trending this morning. Wait, 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 wait. Is that Thin Lizzy? That is. Okay, cool. Thanks. Sorry. Go ahead. That's all you needed to know. What? Let me let me give it a shot here. 16 after the hour, 93 WIBC. <laughs> Here's a little Thin Lizzy. The boys are back. No, you wouldn't say a little bit because I, I assume you're going to play the entire song. Oh, is it? Would you air check me on that? I would. would I, you, I just did. Well, I know, but it's also hard because <laughs> the song has started and I didn't know what the post was. Right. The song is also called Jailbreak. 
It's not the boys are back in oh, town. Oh, that's right. The boys are back in town. That's right. <laughs> nice, Kevin. Well, I had three things. Yeah. You know what? I've about had it out of you. I asked one thing of you today. He's getting well, to it. The day is not over. Do you know the gold level we treat you compared to how other producers are treated on this radio station? Look, I feel very special, and it's an honor to be here. And all, uh, all Kevin has to offer is, not only am I not playing your song, you're getting this song wrong. <laughs> no, he's going to play your song. I bet he will. But uh, getting to this trending story, uh, the signed game-worn jersey from Kobe Bryant's 2007-2008 NBA MVP season, the only year he won the award during his career. The jersey sold Uh at auction $5.8 million. Now, here's a question for you, Casey. (sighs) Your man's is into collectibles. Mm -hmm. And has there ever been a number that your man's has told you that he purchased something for that gave you pause or you considered throwing him out on the street? Yes. Yes. It was after he did it or was like, I'm considering spending this much. Yeah, well, there's had been that conversation of, I, I, it's going for this much. What do you think? Yeah. <laughs> so he's like, quit buying, start selling. You know, I heard this years ago at an auction, Casey, and it's always stuck with me. And it really, I'm sure this is uh, the phrase your man's used back at you. You're not spending money, you're investing Investing, it. sure. Uh-huh. <laughs> and when does that investment come to fruition? In a decade? Okay, so this is a this is a touching story that I wanted to share with everybody. Oh, uh, because we do uh, a lot of times we we've been very mean to southwest airlines as they deserve yeah, right uh for all of the cancellations and just uh, atrocious service that they've offered their customers but they have been doing something good that many people don't know about Great. and this is about Kaya, and Kaya is a service dog who was the inspiration for the pause act oh and the pause act was to help servicemen who are suffering from ptsd well Kaya the dog she took her final flight after 320 missions and she flew the majority of her flights to get to these servicemen who needed her that's awesome emotional help uh she she flew the majority on southwest that's so great and so this is the final call uh kaya the service dog was diagnosed with cancer we have a special guest on today's flight kaya is a german shepherd service dog has been with her handler call since 2014. She was specifically trained to help veterans cope with mental health issues. She was the inspiration for the Pause Act. It's a federal law that allows the VA to find service dogs for veterans with post-traumatic stress, which was signed into law in 2021. Lobby for the Pause Act and traveling with Colt. Kaya has flown on Southwest over 250 times. Out of the 320 flights she's been on. Sadly, Kaya was recently diagnosed with an untreatable cancer, so we have the solemn honor of taking her on what will be her last night. As she goes home to rest where she was born and first met Cole. If you have the opportunity, feel so inclined, feel free to search for her story and pay her a visit when we arrive in Dallas to show her some love. On behalf of Southwest Airlines, the two veterans up front, we thank both Kai and Cole, the Marine Corps veteran, for their service. That's awesome. Yeah. You ever look at your dog and just think we don't deserve our dogs? Mm-hmm. I mean, my dog is pretty much a freeloader, but I still find myself at least once a day thinking, I just, I don't deserve my dog. Yeah. And they'll, these, they'll love you unconditionally and they're so happy to see you. And these, uh, these, uh, you know, special help service dogs mm-hmm. are 
incredible. Yeah. So if you want to uh, research more about Kaya, it's K-A-Y-A. Kaya. Yes, Kev. Oh, I was going to ask you, do you ever wonder what's going on in Bruce's Oh, all mind? the time. Bruce and I have so many one-sided <laughs> conversations. You think he's thinking about taxes? You know, I think uh, I think Bruce is totally in it for Bruce, and I recognize this. But I also think in Casey, you know, you're a dog person. Kevin, you're a dog person. You can back me up on this. While dogs by nature are totally in it for themselves, they, I think, inherently <laughs> recognize the special place mm-hmm. that they have inside of the home. I've, I've yeah long thought that are you bruce's i uh, bruce comes to you first because uh-huh. when when i when oh. i got my dog years oh, ago yeah, yeah. The, I, I became the mom mm-hmm. i obviously i am the mom of the family sure. but i was also the one that the dog would go to first yeah. for everything oh yeah because i i do the feeding yeah okay yeah that's uh, it. As my wife once told me, because Bruce has a little problem respecting women. I mean, <laughs> you know, they say dogs take on, <laughs> take After on. their owner. <laughs> uh, and, and she pointed out he respects you because he identifies you as the, you know, as the boss. Yeah, the one who's going to feed him. Yeah. So he's he's sexist. Yeah, well, look again, Kev. <laughs> That's great. Have you ever noticed that, though, how much the, the dogs really do mm-hmm. take on kind of- The, the characteristics of, of their, their owner? Of yeah, their I owner. think that's true. So Bruce is sitting around complaining, are you charging him tax for his, <laughs> for his cage, for his little kennel? <laughs> Every Mad time when we go that. to the vet and the vet gets such a kick out of it, I always say, uh, it's your turn to pay this time. And <laughs> he doesn't want to do that. stares up at me. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> let's talk about Todd Rokita. He's under investigation by the State Supreme Court Disciplinary Commission. Uh, yes, this is very interesting, and this is what happens when you elect someone to an office who has no actual qualification for the office. And we've been talking about this with Rokita for several years now, since he's been attorney general, and people get mad at me because they like Rokita's politics. But this is another example of how you've got to look deeper than whether I just like this guy's politics, because he's in a job, in attorney general, that politics should not actually factor into it. You are the chief law enforcement officer for the state. Your job is to uphold and defend the rule of law and the Indiana Constitution. That's your job. Attorney general, now you want a constitutionalist, but the same way it's like with a judge. I don't care what the judge's politics are. I care whether they will uphold and defend the Constitution and understand the role of government as it fits into the Constitution. Rokita is a politician in a job that the last thing you should want is a politician. What I mean by that is, yes, Rokita has a law license, which is required, well, at least for now, uh, to be the attorney general for the state of Indiana. That is the one requirement for the attorney general of the state of Indiana. You have to have an active law license. And so by that standard, he's qualified. But Rokita has not spent his life working up the level of, you know, trying cases or being a defense attorney or anything inside of the law. I mean, it was my understanding, somebody correct me if I'm wrong, that when he became attorney general, he had never actually tried a case. Now, again, if I'm incorrect on this, somebody can clarify, but he, what's he been the past 20 years? He was Secretary of State. Mm-hmm. He was a congressman. He made an ass out of himself and lost a race for U.S. Senate. I, don't, I think he did something with Amtrak in between, and now he's the Attorney General. He does no actual life experience by which you would say he is fit for this job, which is the exact same as our Secretary of State now, who also... Well, I guess he had experience, but he was fired by Rokita from the very office that he has now, according to paperwork from Rokita's office. 
Republicans keep electing people because they like their politics in jobs that are not political, and we're getting people who are not capable of doing the job because these are administ- largely administrative jobs. Okay, so the filing doesn't say exactly what Rokita is being investigated for, but we know that it's related to the case involving that Dr. Caitlin Bernard, the one who made national news after providing an abortion to that 10-year-old girl from Ohio. Yeah, so WFYI has the story we're referencing here. And so what's interesting about this, and we talked about this at the time, Casey, and this is what we are. We are He cons- went on Fox News and he started talking. We are very consistent on this show, and that's why people like us. Rokita went on Fox News and started flapping his gums mm-hmm. while this doctor was, uh, now this relates to the doctor who allegedly did the abortion mm-hmm. for the, well, I think she's admitted she did it, but whatever. Um, the abortion for the, the 10-year-old. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was investigating her because he was trying to figure out if she had broken. She filled any- out all the paperwork properly. Yeah, and he he just goes on Fox News before he's in, done in, with the investigation or anybody, really. I mean, I don't know how much investigation could have even done he got to Fox News that fast. And it's one thing as a politician to go on Fox News and flap your gums about public policy. That's one thing. But when you are the chief law enforcement officer for a state and justice is supposed to be blind. Look, I don't like the politics of this doctor. I don't like what she does, but I'm also not the attorney general. Your job is to interpret, did this woman follow the law and a judge hit Rokita? When was this? This was late last year, wasn't it? Over the fact that he should not have been talking about that case. Yeah, uh, a county judge, according to WFI, did rule that Rokita violated state law by publicly discussing the matter before his office filed an official cl- complaint. That's according to WFYI. Mm-hmm. That That is a total unforced error, right? It's not anything you did in the courtroom. Right. It's not how you tried a case. You wanted to be political. and he You didn't have to go on Fox. You wanted to say, look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me, and now mm-hmm. you've embarrassed our state again, which is par for the course for Todd Rokita. Yeah, and I guess the disciplinary process, it's a pretty long one, so this may take well, a I th- while. Well, I think, I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, this is the similar process that Curtis Hill went through yep. in- And had his license suspended. Temporarily, yeah. Now, I think they ultimately ruled he could still remain mm-hmm. attorney general or could return to being attorney general, but look, again, it's not a, people all the time. Why are you so mean to Rokita? He's got good politics. Yes, I like a lot of Todd Rokita's politics, but I loathe that we keep uh, electing unqualified doofuses for these important positions like attorney general and secretary of state. And Todd Rokita, while he met the legal qualification to be the secretary of state, is about the last person she, you should have wanted being secretary of state because he doesn't have the experience necessary to do the job well. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. And I know we have to get to news and we don't have a lot of time to get to this, but I did want to mention yes. that President Biden has announced that Governor Holcomb <laughs> is going to be part of the Council of Governors, which consists <laughs> of 10 members selected by the president uh-huh. to serve a two-year term. Uh-huh. And their goal is to increase coordination around preparedness, resilience, and response between the federal government and state governments. So Holcomb is teaming up with Joe Biden. Holcomb is teaming up with Joe Biden. That is the most perfect sentence for Eric Holcomb in the history of ever. And Casey, uh, this was a very depressing segment because we had to talk about both Todd Rokita and Eric Holcomb. Well, I figured if we're getting into Rokita, I might as well throw the Holcomb thing out there, right? Very well done on your part. Now, so let's do something fun when we come back. The big game is Sunday. Yeah. We talked about the other day how there's going to be 50 million people bet an estimated $16 billion on the game. Mm -hmm. So I said, let's get somebody on who knows how to bet the big game. 
the game. That's not me. Uh, and and I have largely stepped out this year. Other things going on, mm-hmm. and I know sports is not at the front of Big Kev's uh, to do list. So I said, let's ask our man, the Cash Man, Alan Cashman. He bets on sports for a living. He's going to tell us all we need to know about betting the big game. Perfect. It's on the way next from ninety three WIBC. <laughs> Casey's here. You know, Casey, there's something big going on Sunday. Are you talking about the Super Bowl? I am. Are we allowed to say that, that it's going on? Oh, yeah, it's an official event. We're supposed to say it is an event that is happening on Sunday. Yeah, we're allowed to talk about it. When do you have to say the big game? Is that like if you're in an ad of some sort or something? Yes, if you're writing about it, you're trying to promote a side event congruent to it. You can't, yeah, yeah, use their branding. The big game. The big big, game, yeah, okay. Uh, The big game is happening on Sunday, and we were doing that story the other day that was talking about how... How um, much money mm-hmm. people are going to wager on the big game this year. And it was something like $16 billion, 50 million people mm-hmm. placing bets. It's just a lot. And I said, if people are going to have $16 billion on the line, we mm-hmm. got to talk to somebody who knows something about placing bets. And one of those people is my good friend, Alan Cashman. He's known as the Cashman. You can find him at thecashmanwins.com. Alan, how are you, my friend? Rob, doing great. How are you? I'm doing great. All right. So let's start right here. How would somebody go about... Placing bets, plural, because many people do more than one, on the big game. Like, where do you even start if you're a betting person who wants to bet the big game? Well, for me, when I'm putting out bets at the Super Bowl, I'm I'm trying to find some things for the casual better. Uh, it's a little different approach from what a, a professional like I would have. So I'm looking for some prop bets where a casual better can bet one, five, ten dollars, and they hit two or three of them. And come out, you know, ahead making money for the big game on Sunday, and and there are a few of those out there I think that are worth taking a look at for casual betters. All right, maybe you can tease some of those here for us in a moment. But first, I when I bet, I need to be entertained by my bet. So I feel like like Hammer loves the coin toss, but I feel like once the coin toss happens, then it's over. I've either won or lost. It's not so much even winning or losing; it's being entertained throughout the course of the game. Is that a bad betting strategy? Well, it's not my strategy, but like I said, I do this for a living. Some people are doing this, like you said, they want to be entertained. So if you're if you're responsible with your money management and you're not going out there and wagering your mortgage on on uh, some of these props, sides, or uh, novelty bets, then sure, there's nothing wrong with it. Five, ten bucks if you've got that to spare. Uh, coin toss, is, it's not something I bet because there's nothing really scientific about it other than it's, it's a 50-50 proposition, really. It's either going to be heads or tails. Uh, <laughs> nothing from nothing from previous years is going to really impact what happens this year with the coin toss. So every year that's, that really never changes. It's always going to be a 50-50 proposition. But no, five or ten bucks, if you've got it to spare, there's nothing wrong with just betting for entertainment purposes. Uh, the Cashman, Alan Cashman, is our guest. You can find him at thecashmanwins.com. We're talking about betting the big game. 50 million people are going to be placing bets. $16 billion bet in total. We're trying to help you people. Casey. Alan, my question is, so I don't understand the money line. I don't understand the over-under. I've tried. 
right, I'm done with that. So now when I wager, which is a very small amount, I typically go with the team who has my favorite color or the court, <laughs> the quarterback who's the cutest or maybe there's a player on the team that has some sort of connection in some way with where I live or have lived. Would you say that's a bad strategy? Uh, yeah, definitely not my approach to doing this. But, uh, <laughs> not something I'd recommend, but uh, yeah, go for it. Okay. okay, cool. I got permission. There you go. The expert has told you it's fine. All right, so there's two really – I feel like, Alan, this is a great quarterback against a really good team. Patrick Mahomes, maybe the best quarterback in the whole league, against the Eagles that I feel like maybe the actual best team in the league. How do you size up how to bet when that's kind of maybe how it's shaping up? Or do you disagree with that? No, I agree. It's hard to go against Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. And I, I think really, I think this has the chance to be one of the better Super Bowls we've seen. Uh, when I've looked at the numbers, both teams really similar in passing offense. Uh, you look at the defenses, the run defenses haven't necessarily been strong for either team. But I think the difference, Philly's been really good on pass defense. You know, since week six, the Eagles defense, they've recorded three or more sacks in 12 of 13 games. And the Philadelphia defense has 42 sacks in their last eight games. So they're averaging over five sacks a game in that span. Philadelphia defense is number one in the league in yards per pass allowed at 5.4. So, and I also have to look at turnovers here. Kansas City is even on the season a turnover margin. They were negative turnovers in half of their games this season. Philadelphia plus 12 for the season in turnovers. So that's kind of where I lean. I'd have, I lean towards Philadelphia on the money line. I think it's going to be very close, but those edges for uh, and turnovers for Philadelphia and then their their pass defense makes me uh, makes me like the Eagles. And, I, and the Eagles just seem like a team of destiny this year. So uh, I'm going to go Eagles on the money line for a very small play in the Super Bowl. So Nigel's going to be happy about this because Nigel, I don't know if you're aware, bet his life savings cash man <laughs> on the Eagles after getting angry that Purdue let him down at the IU game. So Nigel's going to be very excited. Also, something else I don't recommend, betting your life savings. <laughs> the Cashman, Alan Cashman, is our guest. You can find him over at thecashmanwins.com. Talking about betting the big game. All right, Cashman, I know you You know, we, you got to earn a living. You got to uh, put food on the table. But is there any, maybe one or two bets for our audience that you can tease out there and say, hey, you might maybe want to think about this. In my expert senses, this is telling me this might be good for you. And uh, tell us what you do over at thecashmanwins.net. Yeah, let's look at a couple prop bets where uh, one of them hits, it covers all your Super Bowl bets here. Like I said, I think this is going to be a close game. Overtime is 11 to 1, so plus 1,100. Uh, if you bet $10 on that, you're going, to win, you're going to win $110 if you have overtime. One overtime in Super Bowl history, but like I said, I think this is going to be a close game. I think for a casual better, one to five dollars is worth a look here. And then you also have any quarterback to have at least one receiving touchdown. You know, they always do these these maybe these trick plays, these novelty plays that you don't see a lot in the regular season. We've had three quarterbacks in the Super Bowl history that have caught a touchdown, most recently in Nick Foles, and then we have Jim Kelly and John Elway as well. That's plus three thousand. So a ten dollar bet would get you three hundred dollars plus your ten back if you have a quarterback on a Philly special type of play where Nick Foles caught that uh, touchdown pass. If you have a quarterback catching a touchdown pass, that's a plus 3,000. I think it's worth us a look for a casual better. 
All right, a couple of minutes left here with the Cashman, Alan Cashman. Casey, uh, go ahead. Back to my ridiculous bets. Are there ever any bets placed on side things? Not not the coin toss, not if there's going to be a safety, but like the halftime show. Like, does anybody oh, ever yeah. bet on will there be a wardrobe malfunction of Rihanna? <laughs> Sure, there's always options like that. There's options on what color the Gatorade's going to be. There's oh. options on how long the national anthem's going to be. I don't bet those because I don't have any scientific information. You know, I don't know. That's, that's nothing you want to bet if you've got a friend at the game and maybe they can, maybe they're sitting up high at the stadium and they can look down before the game and they can see what color Gatorade's in the, uh, <laughs> in the jugs down there and, and then send you a text and say, hey, I see purple out here. And, you know, that's a, really the only way I would do that. Uh, I'm more into betting scientifically where I see a reason for it. Okay, so you're saying that you use statistics from the players in previous years. Previous years, current years, trends, yeah, things like that. Absolutely. That's it. I, I want to have a reason for doing it. I don't want to guess. It's uh, all about numbers to me. And I, Sports betting is a science. It's not an exact science, but there is a way to win. If you do the research, you look at the numbers, you're, you can win 60, 65% of the time, which is outstanding in sports betting. All right, Cashman. Uh, Casey and I work in radio, so that means inevitably at some point we will not work in radio. We're maybe looking for second <laughs> careers. Uh, how long does it take for someone to be you? Like how many years of apprenticeship would I have to do before I can get to the Cashman <laughs> level of sports betting? Uh, I've been casually sports betting for 20 years. I've been doing it professionally for seven or eight years and I'm still getting better you know I, I still learn something every season sports betting to find a different way to do something so I've done it to where I this is my only thing this is all I do it took me some time to get there uh, but it can be done it's just a matter of does someone have time to put the work in most of you are working your nine to five jobs or your 12 hour shifts don't have time to do this and that's what i'm for so that's what people hire me to do they hire me to do the research and then give them information on games to bet and uh, that's what that's my job do you have an average size bet that your people do is it like overall the average number i don't really yeah i i don't know what my my uh my clients bet. i don't really talk money with them i break it down into units uh, and a unit can be a hundred dollars, but it can be what it could be ten dollars. It really just depends on the person's uh, budget and what they can afford. Uh, so I usually give them a recommendation. I tell them to set up increments for. I'll grade the bets that I give out to customers, so they'll know how confident I am in a play, and then base that on their individual budget on how much they're going to bet on that play. Alan, now, sometimes here on the Kendall and Casey Show, we use this as somewhat of a confessional. So this is your chance. If you'd like to share, what's the largest bet you've ever placed? <laughs> the largest bet? Yeah. The, lar- the largest, I'm, my average bet is between 250 and $500. Yeah! Uh, yeah, my large. I don't know what the my largest win. Uh, <laughs> yes, talk about the wins. Ten <laughs> uh, grand on the MLB on the Astros was the it was the Braves in 2021. I had bet them in July to, I believe it was the Braves and Astros World Series is what the matchup was, and I bet that in July at an astronomical number, and had a. Uh, $10,000 payout on that. I love it. That's my biggest win ever. You can find him at thecashmanwins.com. Thank you, my friend, Alan Cashman. We appreciate you. Thanks, guys. Have a great day. 
You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. We've known each other since we were oh! young. <laughs> hills and trees. You're so happy. Kevin, you magnificent, Learned you know what. ABC, <laughs> Here's a song that Rob has been waiting for all morning. My friend, it's hard to Let it go for a second. Uh-huh. I've been waiting all day for this. When all the birds are singing in the sky. Uh-huh. Now that the spring is in the air. We can just go out with this. Yeah. This be the end of the show. Just let this play. We'll Hang on play just a second. Couple times. Wait. Here comes the hug. We had joy, we had fun, we had seasons in the sun. But the hills that we climbed were just yeah, I know this one. out of time. One of the ten greatest songs ever written. Thank you. Do you think you. that that's what Mike Pence is singing? <laughs> By the way, that is Terry Jack's Seasons in the Sun. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank it's Kendall you, Kevin. and Casey well, on 93 WIBC. Seeing you react like a, a little kid in a candy yeah. store, mm-hmm. it just brightened my day. Well, that's, you're a good man, Kevin. I take back all the horrific things I said about you earlier in the show. Thank so you. So let's talk about what's going on with my, Mike Pence right now. The federal investigators are at his house right now. That they told him they were coming. Well, they did, yeah. It's a consensual search. Because, you know, like, if Looking you're... Looking for more classified material. If you're material. suspected of other crimes, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not maybe... I, I don't know. Is Mike Pence suspected of a... Is it a crime? I guess that's the question, right? Is he suspected of a crime? Because if you take... If you illegally have classified documents, what is that? I mm-hmm. guess that's the question, right? Other people have gone to jail for having classified documents. Well, this is documents. my question. So, I, I, I don't... I use the term suspect of a crime. I don't know if he's suspected of a crime... Or do they just call it wrong in an unintentional wrongdoing? If mm-hmm. you're the vice president, I don't, I don't know what you would even call it because clearly they're searching his house for things that he was not supposed to have. Mm-hmm. So what do you call that? Mm. Well, Biden called it stray papers. Oh, so but the point is, like, wh- whether it's wh- where else does this happen, Casey? Where uh, the FBI just says, yeah, hey, can we come on? Tuesday at uh, noon, or in this case, Friday at, say, I don't know, whenever they showed up there, I guess a couple hours ago. This morning. 10 or Mm -hmm. 9 or Mm -hmm. whatever it was. Like, what? where else does this happen than other other than to highly connected, powerful people? And again, I will ask the question, what are they doing there? Are they they there because they believe he is suspect to have committed a crime? Or is it just like, hey, brah, you're not supposed to have those. Uh, we're going to get them. Well, if we're he's not supposed to have them. them, then what's the point of having the statutes? He's not supposed to have them if he's not suspected of doing anything wrong. Apparently, they're blocking traffic in front of the entire subdivision, the whole neighborhood. Why are there two forms of justice in this country? Mm. Can you, I mean, you made the point, right? People have gone to jail mm-hmm. for stuff much, much less, like, I mean, one guy wasn't like he took a picture on a on a boat or something, mm-hmm. and there was something in the background that was classified. Right. I mean, that guy on the boat didn't go on national TV and claim he didn't have any classified documents or claim that uh, there'd be no reason for them to be there. The guy just, like, took a picture, didn't he? Well, he was, like, waving to his parents or something. And uh, it's, just, it's, it's just, there's two, there's there are two Americas, right? He's also been subpoenaed to testify oh. against Trump. So there's a lot going on with Mike Pence right now. And, you know, we've got the uh, Iowa caucus about 11 months away. He's being called to testify. His place is being 
consensually searched. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been teasing a run. Does he really want his legacy to be that he got 4% of the vote? Well, I hope Mike Pence runs for president. Or 1%. I mean, we've talked about this uh, this many times. I mm-hmm. desperately hope. Uh, can I go out with something uh, good? Go out with a bang. So, Could uh, you? You remember the two women who used to work here? Yeah. The chicks? Well, I don't. Yeah. I, I am aware of their existence. Yes. yes. Uh, they posted this, and someone shared it with me, and I was going to read it, so I wanted to give the uh, the uh, the chicks on the right credit for the original post on this. Now, I don't know if they got it from someone else, or maybe they wrote it, or whatever. But anyway, uh, and this post I thought was perfect, right? Because it's what we talk about every day. It says, everyone who pays taxes should ask this question. Why am I paying taxes on my wages? Then paying taxes to spend my money then paying income taxes on the money they already taxed and paying property taxes after I already paid tax sales taxes on said property. Mm-hmm. What a great way to sum it up. All you really ever do in life, Casey, is pay taxes. <laughs> you just yeah. pay taxes on everything. Well, that's where the saying comes from. Pay taxes and then death. And then the post ends with, and you wonder why politicians on a public servant salary go into office with humble means and ending up with uh, and ending up millionaires. And isn't Nancy Pelosi the poster child for that? Yeah, I just I just thought that was a nice way to end up. The politicians hate you, and RD. There's no white hats and black hats anymore. It's just a bunch of people that are wearing black hats. And so this weekend, if we find ourselves in a social media spat of some sort, and you think you're going to stand up for the lawmaker, that person ain't your friend, and ask yourself, what is that guy or girl doing for me? You still want to bitch at the radio broadcaster? It's fine. It doesn't matter to me. It's not going to harm me. In fact, I'll get joy out of it. But ask yourself, before you stand up for the politician, what is that person doing for me? Thanks, Rob. Thank you, Kevin. Good job. And thank you for listening. We're going to count on you to be back here Monday. Have a great weekend. Go Chiefs! It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. could reach, would you on the beach?